And we do have praying fathers. Yeah. That God is good. We're, this is going to be the different format we're going to use. Scripture will be up front, praise team, and then me. And we're going to start at 9.30 right on the dot. Okay, so anybody, you know, you tell them that because and it's going to shorten the service in about 10 minutes because uh, we won't have all that going. Scripture prayer, praise team, pastor, all right? So you need to be here on time because we're trying to beat the heat. All right? Uh, today is uh, Father Father's Day. And you know how we can shrink words? And, and we can take words that are very powerful words and make those words meaningless. Does anybody understand what I'm saying? Let me talk to the women, okay, because they know what I'm talking about. You see, uh, see you ladies that uh, understand this, you're going through a little sickness and this and that, and you're really going through the pain, and then your husband says, well, you ain't nothing but just pregnant. Come on here, because he has no clue what you're going through. And so he shrinks that word and said, well, you ain't nothing but just pregnant, right? Y'all know what I'm talking about? And, and we see that, I thought I could get your attention if I'd use that. We see that a lot when people take a word and they, in their head, they try to make it small. Right? Well, there's a word that we have made small that God made tall. And we need to understand the importance of that word. And every male is not honorable to that word. Oh, you understand what I'm talking about? There are some people who should not even let that word come out of their mouth. Because there's more to it than just saying it. Do you understand? God decided to take the name and the title Father to give it a supreme importance. And so when we, that word Father should have a supreme importance. And there's a lot of ingredients that goes along with that. And if we would look in the scriptures and see what the Heavenly Father gave up and the sacrifices that he gave up for his family, us, for his family, then we need to take inventory of ourselves and ask, are you worthy enough to be called a father? according to God's language, not ours. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so we want to talk about that briefly today because we have some good fathers in here. But here's the problem. Some of you are sitting here that may not have a good father, or may not even have a father at all. But you can get this lesson and teach the next generation how to do it. Some of, some of you in here have your daughters that you raised yourself, and they didn't have a good male figure, but you can teach them. You can, from this lesson, you can teach them what to look for in a husband. See, for the first thing you need to look at is this man, boy, whatever he is, capable of being a father. You can love him, but if he's not capable of being a father, then you might need to exit because what happens so many times, don't y'all look at me because you're listening? So what happens so many times, mama has to wind up being what? Mama and father. And that was not the way the system was set up. God didn't call it to be that. 
right? So we're not going to feel bad about what we didn't have, but we're going to get educated so we can educate the next generation and break this generational curse that's in our family and teach these young boys how to be fathers. And the best teacher is a father. Right? And so here we try to teach men to be fathers. Commentary. Yes, the commentary says fatherhood is one of the primary roles and purpose for which God puts man on earth. That's what he put us here for, for fatherhood. He put us here to be fathers. There's a beautiful song we just heard. You know, isn't it something that when uh, we have Mother's Day, you see a lot of tears. You see Father's Day, you see very little of it. Because 60, excuse me, 70% of all Children come out of a home where there's not a father in it. And that's a sad thing. You can say amen to that. I'm just giving you the statistics, all right? With this in mind, there can be no higher calling for any man. There is no higher calling for any man higher than the calling of father. You young men in here, there's no higher calling than the calling of being a father. You see, your career is what you pay for. Your being a father is what God called you for. Right. Are you understanding me? That's right. All right. Being a successful businessman. It doesn't matter if you're a professional businessman, politician, athlete, artist, coach, or pastor has nothing to do with your calling. God is not going to knock on your door and ask you how good a businessman you are. When you stand before God, he is not going to ask you how good or he's not going to evaluate you getting into the kingdom of God and being obedient to God because you are a great politician, athlete, artist, coach, pastor, or any of those things. The first thing he's going to look at, how good a father was you. Does that make sense? And so we need to teach our young boys how to be what? How to be fathers. And then we teach, in teaching our young boys how to be fathers, we teach our young ladies how to look for the right man. Does that make sense? You see, it's, it's, and, and many of you are sitting there looking and you, we'd like a different type of message. Here's a brilliant, I know this guy that's really got it going on, okay? He's, he was successful as an athlete. He was successful in his job. He's successful as a pastor. Right here. Never seen his father. Never seen a picture of his father. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and unfortunately for many of the people in here, or many of the people as a coach, the psalm is a thing, it really wasn't really anything, even to do with mother, it was Gwen. The first lady. And isn't that good? No, it's not good. It's a blessing, but it's not good because that responsibility should never have been on her leading me to Christ. A father should have led me to Christ. And there's many of you in here today, you know, man, you know what I'm talking about. Your father did not lead you to Christ. It was mother. Do you understand what I'm saying? But we can change things one, at a, one person at a time. Does that make sense? And so we need to be about making these changes, and it starts at Christ Temple North. We want a church in here where the men are able to stand up and say, I'm willing to take on the supreme importance of being a father. And now, go ahead. 
And we want every man in here to understand that he is a father to somebody's child. The Bible says that we are fathers to what? The fatherless. And so that means that there's not a man in here that's not a father. You don't see it. A lot of times it's godfathers. And sometimes it's stepfathers that take the role of father. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's each one of us has, come on men, say amen to that. Each one of us has to take on the role of being a father because God asked us to do that. And we need to take on the importance of being a father. And sometimes a lot of kids have suffered because men have fathers, so-called fathers, have looked to other places for uh, their success and failed as a father. The worst, I'd rather fail as a pastor, fail as a coach, than fail as a father. Do you understand what I'm saying? And so what we do here today is we want to learn. We, we come here to learn today that we can make, we can change. I am so tired of, of hearing, uh, where's my daddy at? Where's my father at? I was watching, uh, looking at the news, and they were trying to have some kind of thing out at Lee Summit, and the kids were all acting up, and, and they're going to close it down, right? If that would have been one of my children, they would have never had to close it down. They'd have to close me down. But they wouldn't have to close that, that place down, right? And where are the fathers? Do you see what I'm saying? There was a school in Chicago about 15 years ago, and there was one in a bad neighborhood, Sister Kim, and they was really having a lot of issues. Guess what stopped it? A bunch of fathers got together and stood on the blocks. That's the power we have in fathering. You see? And many of you, and I say it all the time, you know if you're a good father, if you want your daughter to marry you. A man like you. If you don't want your daughter to marry a man like you, you need to take inventory. But guess what? Because she is. You want your son to be a good husband? He's going to be looking at you. It's going to determine what he does. And sometimes people, sometimes daddies get upset when the coach becomes the father. And the coach has a greater influence than the father. If you were doing the job as a father, the coach would just have to be a coach. All right. And this is because God has given fatherhood such an excellence as to use it to describe himself. God describes himself. If you want to know how to be a father, read your Bible. Just go through your commentary and look up everything that says father. Yes, yes. And the, the role, so everybody's got a role model, don't they? If you don't have a biological father, do you have a role model? Because your role model should be who? And so if your father failed, you still have a role model, don't you? Because your, your role model should be who? All right. <laughs> and therefore, we dare not reduce its significance. So we can't reduce the significance. We can't reduce its significance just by saying that I have some children. No, you just a sperm donor. <laughs> I said that. I said that. We can say that over here if you don't like that. There's a church down the street. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we real in here. Isn't that right? And that's, that's what a lot of people have just been. And some of you know exactly what I'm talking about because you never seen the one that should have been the person in your life that should have fathered you. Amen? Amen. And so we want to get it right. This is what's the problem with the church. We try to have a good time talking about prosperity. Some kid doesn't need prosperity. They need a father. Huh? You see, they, they, they saved, saved going to heaven but they need what? They need a father That's right. to guide them through life. 
You see, a young lady came to me and we were excited and she is uh, going to get, got accepted in law school. And we were just excited. Stand up a minute, Uncle, real quick. Stand up, get, got accepted in law school, right, 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 right. Thank you, thank you. You know what's exciting about that? I've never seen her father, I don't think ever, but her mother had to take the place. What a tragedy, not for her, but for him. Come on here, say amen to that. Say amen to that. And see, that, that is just what, this an incredible tragedy that so many men are missing because they're not fathering their children, and when their children are successful, they can't share, they can't share the success with the children because they didn't do the thing that a father would do. We're not going to, in this church, we're not going to reduce the significance of a father. We're going to get it right, Brother Roderick. We're going to get it right. We're going to work at it. We're going to do the best we can. Now, some of them are going to be fools anyway. The prodigal son left on his own, but the prodigal son left the house. He couldn't do it in his home. Come on here. He couldn't do it in his home. He had to leave his home to act up, didn't he? But he figured out that when he got in there with the hog pen, huh? that, that home wasn't so bad. And the scripture says that when he came to himself, he said, I'm going back to where? My father's house. And see, if you, you can, come on, that's good. You can, if you're a good father, you may lose them for a minute, maybe lose them for two or three minutes. But sooner or later, they're going, I tell people all the time, your kids will know how smart you are the older they get. Come on here, come on here. You see what I'm saying? If you've done it right, they'll come back sooner or later. It may be 10 years, 15 years, but they'll come back if you've done it right. So we're not going to reduce the significance of being a father, not in this church. Right. All right? All right, now we will go to John 8 and 19 from the King James. Then said they unto him, where is thy father? And see, here's when it's, when, it's, when it's good. I love this way Jesus' connection and intimacy he had with his father. Somebody, Jesus was talking, and, and he was talking about his father. And guess what Jesus answered them and said? Ye neither know me nor my father. He said, you don't know me or my father. You know why he, he, he could say that? If he said, if you don't know me, you can't know my father. All right? And it's exactly what it says. If you had known me, you should have known my father. He said, also. if you've known me, you've known the father. Well, that, that's an incredible thing he's saying here. He said, if you could know me, you know the father. If you know the father, you know me. He said, because everything I've learned and been taught has been taught to me from the father. Come on. All right. Now we'll turn to John 14, verse 7 through 11 from the NIV. We're going to get it right. It's going to seem like I'm repeating myself, and I'm repeating <laughs> myself because I, I don't want you repeating yourself and being daddy. That's right. <laughs> what do they call my, my baby's daddy? <laughs> We're going to be fathers up in here. Come on here. We're going to be fathers up in here. Okay. All right. So he says, if you really know me, you will know my father as well. He said, if you'll know me, you'll know my father, because everything that I'm about is about what my father was about. Come on. Isn't that good stuff? That's right. All right. From now on, you do know me and have seen him. And that's a great thing. If you look at me, you can see my father. That's what Jesus is saying. That's how powerful that should be. All right. Philip said, Lord, show us the father, and that will be enough for us. And he still couldn't get it. They still couldn't get it. He must not have been a very good father himself. If he didn't understand that. Well. You see? The fruit doesn't fall very far from what? The tree. So if you see the fruit, you know what the tree's all about. 
<laughs> All right. And Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. He said, Anybody who's seen me has seen the Father. Sometimes the worst thing that can be said is, Yeah, that boy just like your daddy. But sometimes it's a good time to say, he, boy, you know, that's a good kid. He's just like his father. All right. So he says, how can you say, show us the father? Don't you believe that I am in the father and that the father is in me? And he says, how can you say, don't you know that what the, the father's in me and I'm in the father and the father's in me and everything he's taught me is within me? Because yeah. you can only do what you're taught. Yeah. You know why some of the boys are going crazy? If they knew better, they'd do better. That's right. That comes by teaching. All right? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. The very words that I speak to you, I learned from my Father. So when you hear me speaking, you're hearing the words of my Father. Me and my Father speak the same language. And in Jesus' case, it was a love language. That's right. All right? You're quiet because you're listening? All right. In verse 11, it says, Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. And see, see, that's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing. So you can believe me when I say the Father. You can believe me. That's who I am. I'm my Father's child. That's what Jesus is saying. I'm my Father's child. And you can look at me and see my father. That's pretty powerful, isn't it? Now, some of us need not, excuse me, not, some of you not need to be honest. Would you want your son saying that? Would you want your son standing up in church this morning and say, the reason I act the way I act? Because I'm acting like my father. That's why I get in trouble. That's why I don't have any discipline. That's why I'm abusive, because I watched my daddy abuse my mama. That's why I curse, because I, I got my father's language. But then there's some in here who can say, I took my kid to church. See, I, well, yeah, I drugged my kid up, drug him to church. Yeah, whether he liked it or not whether she liked it or not. There are some praying fathers in here, but we need more. Are you with me? Jesus also tells him, or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. He said, believe in the skills that I have. Believe in my works. My works came from my father. My father educated me. See, I, I, I love watching young men when they're very disciplined. Then there's nothing like a young man that's very disciplined, and you see him walking right and, and, and taking care, open the doors for his, his lady friend, his girlfriend, open the door here, open the doors for his mom. I love to see that. That means he's got some good home teaching. Do you understand? All right. Now we'll go to John 5, 19 through 23 from the NIV. You're not getting tired of me yet, are you? No, take your time. All right, all right. <laughs> I told these guys, this, this is Hall of Fame stuff today. Because, <laughs> see, I'm the father in here. That's right. And so they, 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 they joke with me all the time by the way I dress. 
you know, and so I told them, y'all good players, but I'm Hall of Fame stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> you see? And they look at me as a father figure. We talking about some folks 50 in here. And, and I, I, I ask God to give me the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding to help these men in here. Do you understand what it is? Because, see, some of these men never had a father. And the only authority that they have in that role is Pastor Fields. And so I have to keep my head on straight because when I teach them, Brother Travis, then they become fathers for other young ladies and young men. So it don't just stop at the door. It starts here with me also. All right? Jesus gives them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself. The son can't do anything by himself. In other words, he's, he's got to have an influence. He's got to have a spirit. Can't do this on his own. All right? The son can do only what he sees his father doing. He, the son can, just Jesus talking, not me. He says the, the son is only going to do what he sees his father doing. You know, you can't tell your kid not to drink and you got alcohol in the fridge. That's right. Come on here. Huh? Well, you need to watch what you're watching and they slip in the room and you're looking at Huh? And you tell him, don't talk to your sister like that. And he may, he's scared to, but he, what he's probably saying is, well, you talk to mama like that. Because he's going to do what you do. You see? But unfortunately, there's some successful ones in here. And you can see him. I love it when these young men come up and read scriptures and pray. That's incredible. With no script. They don't need a script because they, they church, they save young men. And I love it when I look at them when they come to church, the two young men that came to church, you know, they got a mama and a daddy and a father coming with them. What a, what a great role model. And see, and other young men, for you young men, other young men can see them and their family, and they know the family influence, and nobody will ever have to tell them, say, no, we went to church. My mom and dad took me to church. And I, I don't think they have a choice. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. Yes. No, they didn't give us any drugs, but they drug us to church. That's right. Yeah. Amen? Because you just don't get that. This has to be inside you. All right. Verse 20, for the father loves the son and shows him all he does. So see, see, when you really love your son, you'll show the son what you do. Now, I'm going to put a little bit more in here from the, from the Gospel of Johnny Fields. You show the daughter the same thing. She'll know how to be treated. That's right. All right? Yes, and he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. And every father in here should want their son to do greater things than them, surely. Surely. You see? Oh, yeah, and you're going to have to pray. You know what upsets me sometimes? People talk about their kids. And it's, don't you remember when you was... 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. Yeah, they're, they're still kids. And they need guidance and direction. All right, here we go to comment, another commentary. I'm not going to be as long as you think. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yes, in the commentary, it was the responsibility of Jesus as the son to reveal the nature of God as a father. All right, so how many, don't raise your hand because we want nobody to lie. How many fathers in here would be glad if their sons and daughters would show their nature? 
your saved nature. Now, some of us now don't, come on, get with me now. Some, not when you, but when you've been saved. You saved? Come on, men, y'all need to be, oh, maybe, no, don't, no, don't let me get you saying something you ain't. But those that want to be saved, that are saved in here, you don't mind. Read that again, because I don't think nobody heard I don't that. Think they did All right, let's go with that again. <laughs> it was, stay with me. <laughs> it was the responsibility of Jesus as the Son to reveal the nature of God as a Father. So, do you want your children to reveal your nature? All right. Some kids is going to remind you that they're sitting beside you. <laughs> don't let one of them come out smoking some dope or acting crazy and saying, I'm acting just like you, Daddy. <laughs> Get me out of here. Hey, hey, come on, come on. They're going to be watching you. Now, I'm talking about since you've been saved. All right. Therefore, I might say with confidence that the difficult path to an understanding of fatherhood is through understanding sonship. Sonship. That's what it is. You see, the thing that, that is impressive with me as a father is my children go to work. They don't take off. They're never late. They respect people, and they take care of themselves. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, Isaac went, what, be five years, four years ago, down to Lacine when we had alumni, uh, 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 and they were trying to get somebody to sing alumni. And one of the ladies that came to my mother's funeral, who lived down there, said, "Well, uh, Chester, you know, they call me Chester. Chester's son could sing." And so Isaac got, went down there and sung, and they had another person that was supposed to sing and do something. Isaac sung so well that that person was scared to sing, get up and sing. <laughs> and the greatest compliment I got from one of mine, I even told Isaac this, never told him this, because you know he can sing, right? Mm -hmm. The greatest compliment I got, your son is so respectful. Yeah. That meant a lot more to me than what he was singing. That's exactly what one of my team, uh, was a teammate too, said, Chester, your son is so respectful. Didn't come up and say, man, he blew it. He, he was singing. Said, he was so respectful. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? My children have never heard me cuss their mother, ever. Never seen violence in our house, Ever. Never seen anybody put, either one of us put each other down, ever. So quit telling that lie that everybody's got issues. No, everybody ain't got issues. The only person you know got issues is you. It shouldn't happen in any household. Because Warden Fields did not play that. <laughs> All right. The end of the commentary tells us Jesus Christ is a model for us all in all things. Jesus Christ is the model for us as sons and fathers. He's our role model. No more excuses. Everybody say, no more excuses. No more excuses. Jesus, Christ Jesus Christ is our role model. Our role. As, a as a man, I have a role model of being a father in Jesus Christ. Give, give God a hand clap. Ephesians 1 and verse 17 from King James, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And so I need the God to give me, listen to men, look at me, women too, 
when you pray, you have to have God to give you a spiritual revelation to give you the knowledge of how to raise your child and your children. So once he gives that to me, then I'm equipped. He will equip me of being a father. But I got to get it through spiritual revelation and knowledge. Last scripture and we're done. Proverbs 23, verse 22 through 26 from the NIV. And this is what, this is what every man ought to want to be said about him from his children. Listen to your father who gave you life, and do not despise your mother when she is old. Come on, young people. You're sitting in here. You hear this scripture? That's right. In other words, you need to listen to your parents. Quit acting a fool. That's right. Gospel of Johnny. Go ahead to the next one. <laughs> Buy the truth and do not sell it. Buy the truth and don't sell out. Buy the truth and don't sell out. And let me look at me. Come on. I've got a lot of young people. You with your parents today. Selling out means don't be disobedient to, to your parents because of peer pressure. I don't care. You can make fun of me all you want, but I'm not going to do what you do. I'm not selling out how I was raised. I was raised better than that, and I'm not selling out, and I don't care how many names you call me. That's right. That's right. All right. And that includes wisdom, instruction, and insight as well. I, I will not sell out the wisdom, the instructions, and the insight that my parents gave me. That's right. I will not sell out. Yes, I went to church, and you can call me what you want to call me. Right. All right. The father of a righteous child has great joy. Amen. Some of you fathers got some good kids up in here. Say amen. amen. All right. A man who fathers a wise son rejoices in him. You want rejoice? Yes, sir. You got to teach him. That's right. All right? I was the father for that young lady that came to me. I was father. I was happy rejoicing. One of my children. Well, I, her mama goes here, so I had to be one of my grandchildren. <laughs> yeah. And we had a good time laughing back there. It made me proud. Been in this church under this teaching and come successful so God won't God will replace anything that walks away from you y'all want to hear the truth your father can walk away but he'll replace you with somebody that will give you what you need yeah he will yes. yeah he will alright may your father and mother rejoice may she who gave you birth be joyful you want your parent to be so excited about who you are you are. That's my baby. That's how mamas talk. You're always mama's baby. You can be 90 and she 100 and something. That's my baby. She rejoicing. Yeah, I, I love it when these kids graduate and walk across through the stage and folks just get all excited. And, you know, I remember that, uh, you know, because I'm kind of old school, okay? And uh, when uh, my kids graduated and they would ask me, you throwing a party? I said, no. I sent them to school. They graduated. Well, I said, yeah, that's what I sent them to school to do. <laughs> That's kind of old school, you know. I sent them to school to graduate. They ain't done nothing for me. They ought to be throwing a party for me. Yes, I did say that. They ought to be throwing a party for me. Putting up for them for them 12 years and getting them in a position and a situation so they could graduate. And I raised them so, as you raise a child, so they will go in the way. That <laughs> Doesn't that sound like y'all's pastor? Yes. That's right. Lastly, in verse 26, my son, give me your heart and let your eyes delight in my ways. He said, give me your heart. You know, uh, I have a young, one of my classmates' son is uh, 
paralyzed from his waist, excuse me, chest down. And on, so he has to do all that computer stuff. And uh, he found, he, he told his mama, Joyce, uh, I call her Arnold, it was Joyce Arnold Johnson, I, I found your friend on the website. And uh, he watches us. And he can't move, he watches us and watches the website. And he said, you can just see his chest swell up when his son sings and his wife on that praise thing. <laughs> and I do that. I'm very proud of uh, uh, Isaac. Isaac, uh, we can call Isaac at any time. And uh, he's right there to fix stuff. Uh, his mother thinks he's the handyman. But uh, he does all that work, and uh, he does an incredible job of dealing with that. Tyrone does the same thing, and Tyrone always says his dad wasn't there, but his his, his uh, father-in-law was there, and he, and he would say, he's not my father-in-law, he's my dad. And the one thing I've always taught my boys is to respect people. Re and you know how you do that? Respect yourself. You respect yourself, you'll start respecting other people. Now, I'm proud of you, Brother Isaac. Amen? I'm proud of that young man. I told somebody once, because uh, we don't pay people here, just one musician, an employee. Isaac does, he can make a lot of money doing that someplace. He does it, he says, oh no, God blesses me. And that's the way that child was raised. And uh, we want more of that in here, amen? Amen. I forgot to get you, give me a hand clap. <laughs> Usually we give flowers or give something, so I didn't do any of that stuff. Today I want to give you something more important than a flower or a card. Men, fathers, come up for front, please. All the fathers in here, come up front. You can bring your children if you want. Children, come up. Girls, boys, all the kids, come up. That's stepfathers too now. That's father, you know, all right. Wow, look at all this, is a beautiful thing. Where's that camera lady at? Where's she at? I want her to come up this. You can come up here, and I want a picture of this. Yeah, they'll, they'll make a path for you. Get one of the big guys and just walk in behind them. I want her to take a picture of this from here. She, she needs to, I'm going to do Moses, part of the Red Sea here. Come on. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You just heard the message that the most important job that you'll ever have is being a, a father. They, we don't go the zip code thing in here, do we? Because our zip code don't determine who we are. We don't even do the color thing in here, do we? Because it don't determine who we are. How much money we make don't determine who we are. Is that right? We may have been to prison, we may have been to jail, we may have been in addictions, we, we've been there, but who we are right now is the only thing that counts, right? And that's the most important thing. You ready? Come on, lock up, guys. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we've had a great lesson today. We've had a great lesson today that you have decided to use the title as Father, and you've given it a, a supreme importance. And so we want to take it in, we want to take it like you meant it. We want to be, we want to first of all repent of anything that we've ever done at any time to hurt our children. We ask you to forgive us of any time, anything we've ever done to hurt our children. Any mistakes we've made, anything that they've seen that's not like you. We first of all ask you to forgive us. 
And then, Father, we ask you to you baptize us with the Holy Spirit. That the Holy Spirit come down right now and baptize each one of us right now. And, to, and to give us spiritual revelations of how we should cleanse us up first. Clean us first. If there's any impurities in us that's not worthy of being the kind of father you have us to be, we ask you to dismiss it and clean us up this morning. Clean us this morning. And then after you clean us, give us spiritual revelations and spiritual wisdom and knowledge and understanding to be the fathers that you would have us to be. We're to be fathers to our own children and fathers to the fatherless. Let us not forget that today. Let us walk out of this church knowing the importance of the role that we're to play in the kingdom of God. We don't want to stand before you and you chastise us in saying that we failed as fathers. We want to be able to stand before you and, and know that we have been good husbands and good fathers. That we have given our children the very best we could give them. We have loved them. We have educated them. We have hugged them. We have protected them like you would have us to do. That's what our goal is in this church. And let every man in this church be renewed in his mind and renewed in his spirit to even be a better father than he has been. That each one of us will be accountable of the mess today's message. And we want to honor the word father the way you want us to honor the word father by being that. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And all in agreement said, Amen. give God a hand clap. There you go.